you are looking for someone to fill a role in your life, someone to play the part of a podcast where Christ culture and nerd culture can come together, well, we think we have a podcast for you. This is your Nerd of Godcast. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture come together to give two contrasting monologues and hopefully win the role of a lifetime to be your favorite podcast. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself because with me, as always, is the best at being the worst, Steve-O Supremo. Hi, 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 everybody. She's salty, she's sweet, and she's conveniently pocket-sized. It's Jackie freaking Wilson. Hi. Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Hello, hello, hello. Sometimes sassy, always classy from the island of enchantment. It's lovely Lady Lee Smotty. Hi. And pushing all the buttons to keep this bucket of bolts flying, it's our own resident smart guy, Nick the Engineer. Hello. And my name is Tony T. As I said, you can connect with your Nerd of Godcast friends across all the social medias. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can also visit our website at nerdofgodcast.com for all the information and fun stuff that you need, or you can shoot us an email, nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, exchange... Whimsical? Whimsical. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to wake you guys. Animated gifts with you. We'd also love for you guys to join our Facebook small group at Nerd of God Squad. Uh, It's a great place for us to, it's basically the meme exchange now. So if you're looking to laugh about nerdy things and and Jesus-y things, uh, you got to be on the Nerd of God Squad page on Facebook. Also, if you stop by any of the podcasting platforms by which you consume this, do leave us a review. We love stars when they come in fives. You know, say something nice and we'll give you a quick shout out. So tonight we're talking about casting. Yeah. So a lot of new shows and stuff are coming out. Disney Plus is coming out. They've got a lot of, you know, talk about new Marvel properties that are happening. We've got all these different things that are sort of coming up. And uh, one of the big things is that they'll announce even before they say who the characters are, they're going to talk about, oh, so-and-so was cast in this project, kind of leaving you to speculate, like, who are they going to play? I think they're going to be so-and-so. You know, like, we've got the Eternals coming out soon. And they're like, okay, well, we've got Camille Nanjiani. We've got uh, Angelina Jolie. We've got all these people that are going to be in it. Cat here. What's his name? Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Kit. Yeah. Uh, so so they, they name all these people and you're like, oh, I think they're going to play this or, or who they're going to play that. And and we've all kind of had these little fantasy conversations of, okay, if they're going to make this movie or if they're going to make this TV show, who would they cast to play this? In fact, Stephen, Neff, we have done this even yeah. uh, just kind of recreationally yeah. with some of like, okay, they're going to remake Back to the Future. So who would they cast as the characters or who would they cast in uh, Ghostbusters if they're going to remake Ghostbusters? Yeah. And we've played these kind of games before. Uh, but uh, So we're going to be talking about that a little bit tonight, but before we do, let's say that they're going to make a Nerd of Godcast movie. Huh. Nice. That's right. Hooray for Hollywood. They finally <laughs> decided... Nerd of Godcast the movie. So first off, are we a live action movie? Are we an animated movie? Are we we're a- Claymation. We're- <laughs> Like, what is your deal with Claymation? I just think of community. <laughs> we're gonna be a flipbook movie. <laughs> we're gonna be a flipbook show. Uh, no, so so we're gonna be we're gonna be a Netflix series, uh, thirteen episodes on Netflix. Two hours. We're, each. A, we're a sitcom. It's a, we're a situation comedy. We're a, we're a hospital drama. I'm oh. not sure what kind of show we would be, uh, but uh, we've got to cast this show. So let's go around real quick. And, and who do you think uh, would be playing us on the Nerd of Godcast? Mm. Who's playing you? You you get to cast you. 
So of all the actors and actresses in Hollywood, living preferably because dead people are hard to get to read their lines, who would you cast as you? Jackie. I would be Zoe Deschanel. Okay, why? I feel like, okay, so this is going off of watching New Girl because I've been watching that a lot recently. Mm-hmm. And she plays a girl named Jess and she's very quirky and I feel like that's me. That's you. You're quirky. That's See, me. I disagree, but I also really find Zoe Deschanel incredibly annoying. So I, I just don't disagree with that. Cause and I, I disagree think, with that. I find her charming. Yeah, no, I, she annoys really annoys me. She makes me, me laugh. Did you just cuss a little bit? No. <laughs> I feel like you did. No. I would have said for Jackie, I would have said, uh, what's her name? Karen Gillian. Because she can be quirky. It's not bad. But she can be feisty. She can be sassy. Okay. All right. Okay. That's, that's what Fair I thought. Fair stuff. Stephen has overruled you, apparently. So no, your, no, your no, vote I doesn't just, count. No, no. I was just throwing in what I thought. <laughs> Nev, who's, who's playing Quentin? Uh... I had two possibilities. I was thinking uh, Zach Galifianakis. Okay. <laughs> or for Idris you? Elba. For me. Or if you <laughs> say Idris Elba, I swear. <laughs> we look so much alike. It's like I'm, it's like I'm looking in the mirror. Yeah. Or uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Okay. I thought Jonah Hill two, for you too. Two-time Academy Award nominee Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. That All is right. correct. Yeah. Well, uh, for uh, who was cast as the Penguin, maybe for thirty seconds, then he mm-hmm. bailed out on it. Well, now we it was a rumor that it was going to be the Penguin, but yeah. then they left, and then they cast the Riddler. Yeah. Paul Dano. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see like I can see Jonah Hill. As yeah. that maybe more than Zach Galifianakis because when I you say Zach Galifianakis, all I can think of is Steven. Like really, that, that would yeah, I think so. Uh, I've been I've been I've been told that uh, Seth Rogen would play me. Mm. That's what I've been told by Do several people. That? Wait, if, if wrestlers that. can be actors like Dwayne Johnson, why can't it be Kevin Owens? Because Kevin Owens doesn't even look like me. Kevin Owens looks so much like you. Yeah. Every not. time I see him, I'm like, that's Steven. It's just because he's a he chubby white does. guy. He doesn't look like me. He's he has not. different colored hair. He has a different colored beard. He has a different shaped head. He has a different nose. Different oh, yeah, but Seth Rogen is spot on. I don't know. That's just what people tell me. I don't. I'm a, I listen. think. Wait, wait, wait. Laugh, I do see laugh, Seth Rogen. Do a laugh real now. quick. No, I'm not going to fake laugh for you. No, just laugh for me. <laughs> oh, it's Seth Rogen. Yeah. That's that's what I sound like Krusty the Clown. Now, there was <laughs> there was one time I was at a Burlington Coat Factory here in Orlando, and I had a uh, Hispanic gentleman come up to me, and he goes, excuse me, are you Kevin Owens? And I no, said, for real? no, I'm not Kevin Owens. I, he goes, no, you are Kevin Owens. You were on Raw last night. And I said, where was it? Where was it? Was Raw last night? He goes, Oklahoma City. I said, then why would I be at a Burlington Coat Factory in for the Orlando? For the high quality fashions at a fraction of the retail price, Stephen. <laughs> and I was like, I promise you, I'm not, I'm not Kevin Owens. What, now, I have a question. Why was the fact that he was uh, of Hispanic origin important to the story? You racist. Mm. No, just. Okay. Least Buddy, who's playing no you? Racist? Um, I don't see it. But so many individuals have told me this. Gina Rodriguez. Is that the one who plays in Jane? Um, Jane. Yeah, yeah, I was actually going to say that. I'm sorry. Everybody tells me that I remind them of Gina or Gina Rodriguez reminds them of me. I don't know. Okay. And I don't understand why other than we're both brown. I, but, <laughs> I agree with you. I don't see that. But I want to say Hannah Simone. Literally. I also get Indian a lot. I would have said Zoe Saldana. See yeah now who who played um who played Jasmine in the live action Aladdin movie that is uh, Naomi Naomi Scott. Scott that's who I would have put dreams. that's who I would have put I would have been and Stephen would be Zach Galifianakis just well, I'd be Zach Galifianakis little shifty little shifty in a beard Kevin you know? Owens put him between two ferns real quick <laughs> <laughs> I see it I see it happening see right it. now welcome to the Nerd of God cast between two ferns how about Nick Nick here's the tough one right here. Ooh. 
so. Jim Parsons. What? <laughs> He's <laughs> smart. Uh, oof. I agree That's with Jim Oh, Parsons. I don't know. That's mm. Colin Hanks. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I can Hanks actually can see totally that. Work. I can see that. That's not bad. That's not a bad choice. Yeah, I don't uh, know why that popped in my head, but I, I was thinking about it. I'm like... See, I was thinking uh, Chris Pine, and I don't know why. Really? I don't know why. Okay. First thing All right. Was Chris hey. Pine. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> How about Will Wheaton? Yeah. <laughs> so, Lise Mati, do you agree Shut with up, uh, Do you agree with the Zoe Deschanel for Jackie? Yeah, that's cute. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, and then, of course, for me, um, Matthew McConaughey. It's Matthew McConaughey. So, yeah. moving on. All let right, us know. All right, all right. Let us know who you would be if you were uh, part of the crew, the Nerdy Godcast crew. Who would you be if they were making the movie? Uh, and let us know across all the social media. So, it's time for the worst thing, thing ever. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the worst thing ever, where we take terrible, terrible <laughs> superhero movies and we place them against each other to figure out which one is, in fact, the worst thing ever. And we do it terribly. And we do it terribly. Uh, last week, we talked about Fan Four Stick versus Steel. Oh, yeah. And with most of the Super vote, Fan Four Stick definitely moved on. Uh, I'm that, not surprised that at all. The movie was a yeah. steaming It was turd. terrible. So I bring this up every time. But a dude literally fell asleep in the not so. F- the movie wasn't even out a day, and it was already not even a very packed theater when we saw it. Was it was like so five bad. people was explaining us. And, and maybe the worst use of a, of a comic book movie villain of all time, that Doctor Doom was deplorable. Doctor Doom should be terrifying, and yeah. I was more he just. Had, it was had, just more terrible. So, rightfully so, it moves rightfully on. So. It moves on in the brackets. Okay. This, this one could go all the way. Exactly. So this week, we are going to be talking about the next round, the final round for the, uh, I guess, the semifinals, or not the semifinals, the quarterfinals, whatever finals they are. Some kind of finals. It's the second round. It's the final round of the second round, and it is going to be probably the, I think this is going to be the the closest of the two. Listen, this is like a turd sandwich versus a turd kebab. I mean- Keeping in fact, keeping in line with terrible DC movies, we have Batman and Robin. Oh, an inexcusable versus Catwoman. Oh, oh kill wow. me now. Which, if I'm being honest, I've, I Catwoman, I Cat think Woman. needs to go on because Cat again, Batman and Robin, I can pull some some fondness out of it. The puns. At least Batman and Robin is so bad that it's kind of fun to watch. Exactly. And Batman and Robin didn't take itself super seriously. Catwoman was just awful. There's, there's. I think that's a good point, Stephen. I think Catwoman actually did take itself yeah. seriously. There, uh, have you seen that basketball scene? It thought it was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was Hamlet on the screen. <laughs> the, the best. My favorite it was more hammy. Hello. Yeah. My favorite part. Ham let me out of this theater. <laughs> My favorite part of Batman and Robin is when uh, Poison Ivy goes to kiss Robin, like at, near the end, and he lips off pulls his, off the, the rubber yeah, lips. Rubber lips, goes, baby. Rubber lips are immune to your charms. <laughs> That's what he says. He goes, charms, charms. I like when uh, when yeah, uh, I'll charms. tell you off air what my favorite part of that movie. Have fun is. watching that part, kids. <laughs> So, so in order you to- you almost borderline went into your Donald Trump when you did that. Have fun watching that part, kids. Rubber lips are immune to your charms. In Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. <laughs> so, in order- Sorry, Lee Smarty. She's shaking her head at you right now. In order to uh, vote on Batman and Robin or Catwoman, go to our website, nerdofgodcast.com, and cast your votes for the worst thing ever for this week as we decide which of these movies is, in fact, the worst thing ever. <laughs> Please never make that noise. That was really disturbing. 
Forever. Forever uh, stop that sound. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we watch all the same kind of movies. We watch all the same kind of shows. Let's talk about who you think are is the best casting decisions of all time. So we there's a lot of controversy out there. Robert Pattinson, people are still not 100% sure how he's going to do as Batman. They're, they're starting to name a lot of characters that are coming out for this movie. Um, uh, so for all the different Batman characters and uh Let's talk about some of the ones from the movies that we have seen. You say that was a great casting decision. Perfection. I'll start out with the one that's super obvious. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Absolutely. I don't think you can disagree with that. Like, I think that they're so inseparable as characters now. Yeah, that it's 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 iconic. Yeah, I was yeah. watching the new Iron Man trailer where he can talk to animals, and it's like it's <laughs> Doctor Doolittle. Oh. No, that's a new Sherlock Holmes it's movie. A, it's a byproduct of the extremists. Oh is a, <laughs> he can communicate with animals, uh, and it's still more interesting than Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> so, so what do you guys think? Who are some of the best casting decisions that that they've made in nerdy movies? Well, it's not necessarily nerdy, but we've had a couple episodes about Disney stuff, but Robin Williams is Genie. Great, great yeah. choice. Yeah. And now I crapped on Will Smith as Genie when I first saw it. Same. And I watched it, and you know what? Not a bad choice. He, he was delightful. He did, he did He was good. my favorite part of that movie. He did yeah. really good. Yeah. I and think because he didn't try to just do Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. He was well, doing it. How doing do him. you just do Robin no, Williams, like you, you know? Can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah. That's a that's a tough one, but yeah, that was that was a good a good choice. Robin Williams in just about everything Robin Williams did, mm-hmm. so good choice. What else do you have? Who who are some of the the most I- iconic best cast roles ever? I, I would say um, this is a it's a three way tie because it's all the same thing. But uh, Dana Radcliffe, Rupert Gray, and Emma Watson as Aww, Harry, Ron, yeah. and Hermione. yeah. Those. Do you think that they were super well cast or that they just over time became so iconic as those characters that you can't unsee them as those characters? I mean, I think both. it's a little bit of both, but I feel like because they went like the casting for that was so meticulous and like J.K. Rowling had to be involved in it that she had to also say, yes, this like these people portray the people that I create. OK, so now I, I and again, I'm, I'm on the outside looking into the Harry Potter thing. But from what I understand, the descriptions of Hermione in the book don't necessarily line up with the actual actress that played her Hermione being like described as excessively plain I didn't read the book I'm just talking her about her hair what? was really curly in the book and she had buck teeth for a couple books maybe, maybe she but just other well, than that like for the most part how are you going to stop Emma Watson having a glow up it just happens <laughs> uh, yeah. but also but her, uh, uh, no 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 casting she started okay, off plain. So, so let's talk about this bad casting Emma Watson is Belle I still say it didn't yeah, work yeah, that's bad, pretty bad, bad. I, I, I did not like that's it that's pretty bad you didn't like it I didn't I, like it I'm going to catch flack for this but I agree with you it is. it was a poor casting so now, and now, I love Emma Watson and we'll go across the Disney live action movies who was who played Cinderella in the live action Cinderella. Uh, I didn't get to no, see that um, one. That was you didn't see it? Cinderella, see that it. was uh, Lily James. Lily, Lily James, James was great Phenomenal. as Cinderella. She yes. was great. Naomi Scott was great as Jasmine. Um, but no. Al Fanning was okay as Aurora. Beyonce was Beyonce in a lion form, but but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I but I and Maleficent, Angelina Jolie was oh, fantastic was as Maleficent. Amazing. I've never seen that movie, but that I heard was it's well really cast. You Very just watch the trailer and just know you she pretty much got yeah, cool. it. She nails the part. She yeah. gets it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so some other great casting choices. That was good, Jackie. Uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker. Oh yeah, oh, and you know, yeah. but it does, but it's not even dependent upon being Mark Hamill. He's so good at it. But yeah. for for years, people didn't necessarily realize that it was Luke Skywalker. Yeah. but mm-hmm. he's he's inseparable. So as Whenever the I read like comic books, you and read it's it Joker, in his voice. I hear it like, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I think 
for me, it's two. Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, that's, that's just like when it, when I was cast, I was like, that's the most perfect casting I've ever heard. I think I agree with you. Also, and, him as Sherlock Holmes and Smaug. Yeah, fantastic. and now and now, now see, I love the Robert Downey Jr. Oh. the Guy Pierce Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Yeah. movies, but I think Benedict Cumberbatch is a better cast oh. than oh, yeah. RDJ. So good as, then, as Sherlock Holmes. And my second one was Gal Gadot. As Wonder Woman, yeah, she's just you can't set. I mean, she's, and now we go back to Lisa Marie teasing us from our uh, review of our old episodes when we were like, oh, "Is Gal Gadot gonna? Who is Gal Gadot? What's a Gal Gadot?" Mm-hmm. And now we all have to eat our words because she's the best. Uh, Lisa Marie, do you have anybody that was a? Um, back on the Marvel train, I think Samuel Jackson, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was perfection. See, that. what's funny about that is when they wrote Nick Fury in the Ultimates, they actually modeled him after Sam Jackson and got his permission to use his likeness. So that was kind of like Marvel may have been planning for the future. It but was it, art it imitating out. life, imitating art. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, Ian McKellen as Gandalf. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I heard that, that one of the things that they would originally try to cast Sean Connery as Gandalf, and I can't picture that. Yeah. You shall not pass. Well, that's kind of like how John Krasinski was in the running to as be Captain America. Captain America. And I'm like, yeah. no, I can't, I can't see Jim. But Ooh. then he, like, bulked up for one of his things, and I'm like, okay, I can kind of see that. <laughs> what, about, what about Will Smith? I'm as, listening. What about listening. Will Smith as Neo in The Matrix? Yeah, that's an interesting would-have-been choice yeah. there. Stuff yeah. like that is crazy. But Keanu Reeves is so iconic. Keanu Reeves is John Wick. Nobody else could be the Keanu, hardest. Keanu Reeves as Ted Theodore Logan. He's the hardest working man in Hollywood. Alex Winter as Keanu Reeves is Bill Bill as Keanu Reeves as Duke Kaboom. <laughs> Kaboom. Duke Kaboom. Uh, Canadian superstar. Easily his best role. Uh, now then, Toy Story. How uh, could oh. you ever imagine hearing oh, Woody no. as not Tom Hanks? I no. can't. No. Or and even Buzz is not Tim Allen. Well, in this, I mean, we can go back to Toy oh, Story, yeah. but another thing I, I think I read recently was originally for Shrek, Chris Farley, Chris Farley did was voiceover. Shrek. Yeah. He yeah. did. He recorded oh, almost the whole movie and then died. Yeah. And then died. And, w- and when they went back and, and cast Michael Myers as him, they, they actually had to rewrite the movie because his take on it and his comedy on it was so different, they had to redo the whole script. So somewhere out there in a vault Ooh. is Chris Farley as I Shrek. I want Chris Same Farley's Shrek. Yeah. Didn't somebody... Um, there has to be a special edition something Somewhere, up. right? Yeah. Don't you want to hear that and see it? Give it to me. Because Chris Farley's hilarious. Wasn't somebody else Hades originally in Hercules? No, I don't they, think no. so. Because they modeled, they modeled Hades after James Wood. The, the soft eyes. They they. <laughs> had to redo a lot of the animation for it because he would do so much ad-libbing. Yeah. So like yeah. that that may have been what you were thinking well, of. Well, no, I I read somewhere that there was a movie where somebody did the entire movie and then it didn't work out, so they had to go and re-record Like all Back of to the Future. Well, they did <laughs> half the movie. But they but they, they did the movie yeah. with uh what's his name? Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz and then they're like, "Yeah, this isn't working." Yeah, this yeah. is not the And they either. they and could, could you imagine if if what we had today was Back to the Future with Eric Stoltz and oh, not with Michael J. Fox? I know, Ooh. it would have been it would have been uh it would not be my favorite movie. Now, I don't I don't want to like Make it like go back to the thing, but toys with Toy Story. Uh, did Tim Allen play Buzz Lightyear in the TV show that they had? The Buzz Lightyear Star no, Command? that no, did. that was Patrick Warburton. Was it really? Yeah, really. I I if I'm lying, I'm crying. Show. Patrick Warburton from Soren. Yeah, the, the Buzz Lightyear Star Command from Soren. From Soren. <laughs> not from the Tick. Soren. Not from the Tick. Not from uh, not from Seinfeld. <laughs> that's crazy. His yeah. voice doesn't even sound like Buzz Lightyear. That's nuts. Yeah. How about how about uh, Patrick Stewart as uh, oh. Charles Xavier? Oh. Patrick Stewart oh, as I'm Charles gonna, Xavier. I was, say, was when they announced that. I'm just like, yeah, that. It makes doesn't even sense. matter that. He and it wasn't even just because he was bald. It was just because he was amazing. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Patrick Stewart as. Uh, 
Jean-Luc Picard. No, oh. well, you know, but but you're right, Nick. Yeah. Well, Xavier, that was a well, great Xavier, choice. Xavier was an existing character. Well, okay, so then look at Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he was not the best choice at the time, but now he's so inseparable yeah. from the character. But even if you go back, if you look at like James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender playing the younger versions of them, they did a really good job. They did. Specifically, uh, James McAvoy. See, but I like Ian McClellan and and uh, Charles Xavier and mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart better. Yeah, I, I thought their interactions were better and. Yeah. They, their dynamic was was superior. I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know why we're talking about like casting for like younger people. But Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi that was a my, good choice. Yes. Is my that was preferred Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, yeah. mostly because we could spend more time with him, and I love Ewan McGregor. But he like I believed he was a younger version of Alec Guinness. Hello yeah. there. Yeah, hello there. Uh, what are, any any other things that you say like that was amazing? So what about Star Lord? Oh. When they said, "Okay, we're going to be casting Andy Andy from Parks and Rec," I was just saying, as I still see Star-Lord, Andy. I go, "Yeah, I don't see that." But now I don't know that I could picture anybody else playing Star Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like those crazy castings, like uh, when uh, Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker, and nobody bought. Well, okay, but let's go back. I mean, to every Joker, Jared Leto's going to be the Joker. Jack Nicholson's going to be the Joker. Michael like, Keaton's going to be Batman. The guy people from Mister Mom. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. People hated Mom. that. They're like, how can the, in 1989 they wanted to bring Adam West back to be Batman because Aww. they're like, Ooh. he's Adam West is Batman. Why are you going to bring in a comedian to play Batman? And Michael Keaton was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably the second best Batman that we've had so far. Behind Kevin potentially <laughs> behind behind Christian Bale, but uh, uh, well, yeah, and potentially Ben Affleck if they would have just put him in a good Batman movie. Honestly, yeah. I felt like he had so much potential, but could have been great. It could have okay. been so good. I got one more perfect casting. Perfect, hit it. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah J. Jameson. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Yes! Oh my gosh! 100%. So good, he transcends two universes. Yes! <laughs> I was, like, I literally lost my crap in the movie theater. But you know what's great? When you have that. a character that's so iconic like that, and I think Robert Downey Jr. did it with Iron Man, and J.K. Simmons definitely did it with Jameson, mm-hmm. is when you start to see those characters in other media, they model the performance after that particular actor. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game. Yes. Like, the J. Jonah Jameson is definitely doing a J.K. Simmons. Yes. I like so so that I had to go look at who played him because I was for sure it was. J.K. I was for sure it was him, and they do the same thing now. Like in the animated series, when you hear the actors, uh, I can't think of it. Adrian Patstar, who was um, Flying Man, Peter Petrelli, Nathan Petrelli. Nathan Peter, Petrelli. Yeah, he yeah. was uh, he was the voice of Iron Man, like the de facto animated voice of Iron Man for a long time. But after the popularity of the Marvel movies, they finally started getting actors in there that they make intentionally sound like Robert Downey Jr. Like they want to get his cadence, they want to mm-hmm. get the, the the flow of his voice because they want the characters to sound like him because it's yeah. so inseparable mm-hmm. from him as a character. I don't know. I think good casting is such a rocket boost to a movie or TV show. Netflix, The Punisher. Oh, oh yes. 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 And here's the thing. Because- Have you seen the Netflix Marvel shows? No. Oh, Lismati, please. <laughs> Michael Colton as Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Yes. Come on, yeah. dude. Like they're all really well cast except for except for Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. <laughs> but I don't even think that's his fault. I think that's his badly written, badly directed. Yeah. Um but um Lisa Money, I'm giving you homework. You have to watch the Netflix Marvel shows, please. Fine. The uh You can skip Iron Fist though. You can the, skip Iron Fist. Iron well no, let's what about let's talk about Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. As Kingpin. Yes. Oh, so good. Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Yes. Oh. Tom Holland has Peter Parker. Great villains. Tom Holland is Peter Parker. And let's talk about our Peter Parker journey, Lee Smutty. That's why I think he's great. It's because not that the others were super terrible, but I think when you can come, and this is like the third time running, like here we are again, <laughs> and you can be the guy that everyone goes, yeah, this, is the, this is the guy. He's this is the, the one we've been waiting for. The third time I think that says something. I, I think so too. I get mad when I look online and people are like, 
Oh, Tom Holland's a terrible Peter Parker. Oh my oh, gosh! No. And I'm wrong. like, you're just trying you're, to be mad. You're just a different because person. Yeah, being being argumentative doesn't make you interesting or yeah, smart. Yeah, no, take take it from me. I know that to be true. <laughs> so you, you say that the third time around doesn't make it. But so so Christian Bale as Batman, that was the same oh. thing. Uh, when we we so saw good. him, in, oh the kid from Newsies is going to be Batman. It was a great <laughs> casting choice, but we were so Batman weary at that yeah, point yeah. that it doesn't matter who it was going to be. It was just like ugh, we've we, seen this. By before. that time, we had had four Batman already. But it was so refreshing and so good. I get yeah. excited when you see a, a movie's coming out or a TV show, and they're like, oh, and they cast so and so, and you're like. Oh my goodness, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah. Recently, um, when they cast uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler, the Riddler mm -hmm. in my head, I was like... And what do we know Paul Dano from? He was from There Will Be uh, Blood. Will be blood. Mm -hmm. um, what else was he in? I can't I it doesn't matter. He played yeah. two guys in There Will Be Blood, so that's the important thing. So, <laughs> so true, what he, he did. I drink your, your milkshake, milkshake, Eli. Eli. <laughs> I drink it up. I drink it up. <laughs> Ooh, I hate I hate that movie so much. Should have put you in a glass <laughs> jar on the mantle. So there, there. After that was after one of the most like rude lines I've ever heard. Yeah, in that's movie. gross. Hate I hate that movie. So there's, <laughs> he's. He's the right amount of smug and creepy at the same time. Exactly, it's good casting. Um, Jim Carrey is the Riddler. How do you feel about that? Was that perfect casting, or was that just like Jim Carrey as anybody would have? It was fun gone? casting, but not perfect. It casting. was Jim Carrey's the Grinch. Jim Carrey as, as the, the Grinch. Grinch. Perfect casting. Yes. Jim Carrey well as Andy Kaufman. Yeah, uh, no, that was it, it was weird, but it was just creepy. That yeah. documentary has ruined Jim Carrey. Now for Jim me. Carrey as um, the Riddler. I think was right for that movie because it was Joel the way the Schumacher movie was making a yeah. weird like cartoony movie for the kids. So Danny DeVito was the penguin. Nah, I like Danny DeVito. As I, the it's guy. basically just because he's short and squat. It was exactly. a body yeah. stature exactly. sort of thing. But um, I don't think he. I don't think like I grew up with him as the penguin. So for me, I always thought he was good. But then as I've like read some of the comics and read who the penguin is and how he kind of presents himself. It is a lot different. So then when you flip that and you look at the penguin in Gotham, completely oh, off yeah. script. Oh, yeah. Very, totally very different. different. Yeah. yeah. So so good casting I get excited about. And right now they've got a couple names that are getting kicked around for people that are wanting to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they're throwing these names, but we don't know who they're going to be. So some of the names. What are when, they? They start, well, when they start saying things like Keanu Reeves, yeah, and well. you start thinking, well, who would Keanu Reeves Reed be great Richards. as? So mm -hmm. here's the thing that would be awesome. You, you say Reed Richards, but... I heard the other day the possibility of Jim from The Office as Reed Richards. Oh, oh yeah, and Emily Blunt and as Emily Blunt Sue Storm. as Sue Storm. That would be, that so would be great. So could you imagine John, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as the the Fantastic Four, the, the first couple of so comics? Much. That's great. I mean, I, lo I love the uh, the from the. I think I don't know if it's a movie or the Blade. Is that a movie or is that going to be a show? I think it's going to be a. It was both. Mahershala yeah. Ali. At some point. Yeah, right, that's right. Could Mahershala, be an animated series. Could be claymation. Who even knows? Mahershala Ali is like inspired casting for that character. I agree. There and and he, well, he's just great no matter what. Yeah. You start to see these people that get cast in different roles. Now, right now, we look at Star Wars. I couldn't picture like anybody playing the role of Rey. Yeah. That that isn't Daisy Ridley. Right. She's just she's just perfect. I can't picture anybody being Poe Dameron other than oh. and, and then of course the, the the actors in the original they intentionally wanted to go with less known people, mm -hmm. but they became so iconic. Yeah. Carrie Fisher is Princess Leia, no yes. matter what. Han Solo, and Han Solo, it's inseparable from Harrison Ford. Perfect casting, and just about all the iconic roles Harrison Ford did. Indiana Jones could mm -hmm. never be anybody else. Oh yeah, originally supposed to be Tom Selleck.
Maverick yeah. was going to really? be Indiana Jones. He yeah. Shave his mustache, Magnum PI. Yeah, well, it was, it was conflicted with his shooting schedule, I think, yeah. for Magnum. I, I don't remember exactly why, but Tom Selleck, how different would that movie have been? Mm. Right? So much more burly I'm, chested. I'm still how, waiting right now for the reboot with Chris Pratt as Indy. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I want, that's where I, I'm They at. made a mention of that in Lego Movie 2. Um, about him being like an adventurer, yeah, and I'm like, is that their way of letting us know that he's is gonna he going to be Indiana Jones? Jones? Is it going to happen? Can uh, see it. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, but great casting just makes a great movie, you mm-hmm. know. So uh, not to over spiritualize this, but let's talk about our stories. Why were you cast in the role that you are in right now? If God is telling a story in your life. And, and whatever it is, you know, everyone around here, you, you, you intercept, uh, intersect with different ministries, uh, whether it's musical ministries or student ministries or children's ministries. You know, at least matter, you're an educator, you're a professional teacher. Uh, you know, uh, Jackie, you're, you're going into uh, th- this idea of, of kind of mentoring people in a, in a band platform. Uh, Steven, you've got a band teacher. That's the word <laughs> I was looking for. I forgot that that term existed for a minute. You want to teach people in band. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, all these things that, that we, we have to look forward to uh, in our stories. But why did God choose you to play that part? Why you? Why were you cast in that role? You know, sometimes I still wonder. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What was it? That, uh, I, I got to preach in our church on Sunday and um, at, at, uh, at our Orlando campus uh, on last Sunday. And somebody came up to me after <laughs> after church and it was a weird thing for him to say. He, he came up, he's like, I just want to let you know, brother, that, you know, some people have it and some people don't have it. And, you know, it really is it. It's the it. And the way he was saying it was lightly creeping me out. He's Mm -hmm. like, but, you know, you have it. You have that thing, that it. And I'm going, you Please stop saying Please stop it. You're, saying I'm getting, I'm, I'm shivering like, every time you to, speak. Is it going to be a clown dancing his way over here? Yeah, if I told you who it was, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Tell us after we stop recording. Uh, yeah, sure will, sure will. But so what is it that you have that God saw in you and said, I'm going to put you here. You're perfect for this role, Stephen. I would, I mean, I don't, it's weird talking about myself like that. Yeah. Um, but I guess I would say my, my loyalty, my faithfulness, because um, I guess somewhere's God knew that somebody was going to need a right-hand guy for a couple of years to come help him out with what he's got to do. Well, when you find that guy, man, uh, you let him know that you're the best. I'll try. <laughs> I think, you, um, you know, going into uh, being in kids' ministry and working in kids' ministry, um, I feel like that came from, uh, you know, a guy giving it, like, just an ability to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that it could be hard to connect with kids um, unless you really know how they work, how, how their how their minds work or how to really get to know them and how to connect with them. I think that because, you know, I have that ability to connect with, with them. And not everybody can do that. Right. Um, that guy was like, all right, well, we need people. <laughs> uh, so for you, it was really just being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. So your your ability is matching with your availability. Exactly. I get that. At least, buddy, you're, you have, uh, you've been an actress before. Mm-hmm. You are a star of stage and screen. Sure. <laughs> in your, your time acting, have you ever had to put together like an acting resume? Was that part of your training, part of your skill set? I mean, not really. No? Okay. I had to do that one time. And uh, 
be and, and they you can put like literally anything on your acting resume because you never know what it is that they're looking for. Like I would see acting resumes all the time that were like uh, proficiencies. I can ride a bike. I mean, like literally anything because you just never know what it is that they're looking for for mm -hmm. for a screen, you know, willing to shave my beard, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Anything that that can be that can potentially catch someone's opinion that can make you stand out from uh, uh, someone's someone's attention to make you stand out from the rest of the crowd. Um, you know, I'm looking for someone who knows how to yo-yo that can be in the background of this scene. So, <laughs> like, you wouldn't think, you know, well, here's my my resume. Here's the things that I've been in. I I was the the toast of of uh, London with my leer. You know, whatever it might be. And you got all your your highfalutin uh, accomplishments. And then at the bottom, it's like I can also ride a bike. Background Tree 3 in the school production of Hamlet. Listen, Tree 3 makes me cry every time. It's a the, beautiful role. Beautifully, beautifully written. That's why I do it. I do it for the fans. <laughs> they, so, like, you just never know what the skill that you have is that God might be using. So, Lisa Mari, every day when you're out there impacting young world changers, mm -hmm. what is what, what is it that you have? What is your it that God uses where you are every day I don't know I don't know exactly I think I'm still in that phase of trying to understand God's vision or goal for me what my end game is I do think that I have a heart for children and for being able to lead them and and plant some kind of seed of love in them and you know my big thing is world changers because i think that we live in a really kind of dark and twisty world where twisty there's a, just a need for love and if i can work with kids and get them to understand that you know if we just have a little extra love in our heart then that can really make a difference and i can say that to them annoyingly enough and every day at <laughs> no, all and time retain today, something maybe they'll leave and and remember that and that matters to me to think that there's at least one other child in the world going if i just have a little extra love maybe this world will be a better place because if there's enough of us that think that then maybe it'll happen did somebody do that for you I just want to know where that where that spark came from because you're you're trying to pass this along to people. Did somebody like imbue that to you? Did somewhere along the way something happen that you said that's a valuable thing and I want to I want to give that to other people? I think, and this sounds kind of negative and sad, but I don't mean it to. I think I just experienced a lot of, um, you know, I had a lot of anxiety as a kid. I, I had a lot of social anxiety. I didn't have very many friends, and it was a really kind of um, you know, elementary school sucked for me and that's not usually the time where things are sucky and it kind of was, you know, my whole school life was difficult and I think that I had a lot of experience with other kids and other people that I felt like I always wished that they would have treated me kinder. I wish they would have had a little more love. I wish that they would have had a little more compassion, a little more grace and so I always had this thought in my head that when I grow up I'm going to make it a point to tell people that you need to be better than that you need to be the, the good guys because hmm. i encountered so many bad guys and i don't know i just my i always you treat people how you want to be treated and now i get to work with kids and, and tell them that and you know i want to nip it in the bud i don't want them to be the ones that are making somebody else hurt i want them to be the one that somebody else who's hurting will encounter and be like man 
there's the love that I, I craved so desperately. And that's interesting how, like, sometimes I guess, and maybe that was even the assumption I made, is you look at what is the thing that you have that causes you to be the right person for the job. But maybe the opposite of that can be true. You know, maybe your, your it was what you missed. Maybe it was what you're, I don't want to say overcompensating for, but maybe it was, I, I never had this and I want to make sure that, that nobody else never, like why Batman fights crime, right? I lost my parents. Nobody else loses their parents. Not on my watch. You know, like I'm going to make sure that other people can understand the thing that nobody told to, to, to me. And you would think that that would somehow make you or make any of us maybe less equipped for that job. Uh, you, you know, Stephen, I know that in, in your life, even as a young person, uh, having somewhat of like the, the stable and, and structured encouragement of a mentor was not something you had as a, as a, a young kid. And now you've turned that around and you've kind of committed yourself to being that for a lot of young people. Yeah. That, that's pretty amazing to me. Yeah, I, I like try to be, and I like think about like my future too. Like I want to be able to be there like for my children the way that maybe I never had um, in that way. But I don't have to wait to have kids. I can do that with like the students in our youth group, sure. or just people that I know, just to kind of be like you said, like a mentor to them, or like at least a positive male figure. I do that with my nieces and my nephew. Like I want to make sure they have a positive male role model in their life. And it's funny because around this table, I see so many of the the different things. Like the way that that unpacks in our lives differently. You know, Jackie had amazing experiences with her music teachers and people that poured into her and brought structure to her. She talks about all the time about how when she was a teenager in the youth group, people used to go and pick her up. And now every week she goes and picks up teenagers in the youth group. You know, I had uh, I was given opportunities as a, as a youth to step up and to lead and to be a part of something, even though I was imminently unqualified <laughs> to do that. I was not a church kid. I didn't have uh, any kind of pedigree uh, of Bible knowledge. I just had a willingness to stick around and and. and a, a seeming inability to be shaken so I was around enough for people to give me an opportunity and 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 I would have never thought when I was 13 years old and I first came into youth group when I was 16 years old 15, 17 years old and I was just hanging around and being a part I would have never thought that I would be the youth pastor one day that might have been a desire but I was not the candidate to do that and then I became that thing and then after that, I thought, I'm a youth pastor for life. And then I, I, God began to develop leadership in me, even though I'm not that kind of person. And then God said, well, let's bring you to this next level. And he's continued to kind of roll me up into these other roles and positions. And I find out that when I get there, it's not usually the things that I lack so much. It's that when I step into it, I find I can do this. Like I might be, I might actually be the right person for the job here. Like I might actually be that. And I would have not thought that I was the best cast for it. I would have not thought I was the best choice for it, but here we are. Isn't that what Jesus does? He chooses the least likely person. Least Marty, you had a bad, a bad time in your childhood education. And now here you are literally making children's education a better, more encouraging, more loving and nurturing place. You're the least likely person to do that. And yet, here we are. A tax collector. <laughs> a tax collector. An uneducated fisherman. Uh, you know, we good on the list of all the people that God chooses. You know, God chose Rahab. You know, she's a prostitute. God used Abraham to be a father. And he's a hundred. God consistently chose the wrong people. Who's going to go speak to Pharaoh? The guy with a stutter. The guy with a stutter, of course. Because God uses us. He sees whatever that it is in us. Mm-hmm. And especially if that it is submitted to him, great things can happen. Uh, 
First Corinthians one twenty six and and following says, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things, the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so that no one can boast before Him. It's because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. We are the least likely candidates. We're not the people who are going to get cast to be the superstars. And yet, God lets us be stars. God lets us be his ambassadors on his team, in his cast, his Avengers. So sometimes when you don't feel good enough, and I think even in our culture, uh, in nerd culture, sometimes maybe we feel shamed. A lot of times, you know, the, the nerdy kids are not necessarily the ones that get to be the football stars or get to be the, you know, the homecoming queen or king. And, you know, maybe we get a little marginalized and kind of pushed to the side while everybody else is out, you know, being cool and being popular. We're in the back room playing Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, being indoor kids. Uh, not to generalize, to be sure. But man, David was the indoor kid, and God chose him to be king. He brought out all his brothers, and we're like, look at these big, handsome, studly men. Surely there's a king among these guys, right? And he's like, nope. There's got to be one more. Yeah, Bring- David's not even bring him out to be looked didn't at. Even, didn't even get him looked at. And, and, and the word tells us that, you know, don't consider his appearance or his height, for I've rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Mm-hmm. So all those times when you think, I ain't got it, you Maybe, got it. You got it. Maybe you do. It's uh, it's cliche, but it's a, an older saying that, you know, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Come on, preach, my brother. Come on, somebody. And here we are. So wherever you go, you got it. Whatever you do, you got it. Make a splash. Make a difference. You're a star. You're on top. Somebody bring you some ham. Ham? Ham. So go get them, guys. It's your show. Bring God glory and tell that story. For the Nerd of God cast, that's all the time we have for tonight. We're so thankful that you took this opportunity to listen to our new streamlined format. We hope that you love it. Give us some feedback. Uh, email us, shout at us on our social medias at Nerd of Godcast across all the platforms. But until next time, for the Nerd of God cast, Steve O. Supremo. See you next time. Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. Quentin Gregory Neff. Have a great day. Lovely Lady Lismati. Make good choices. And over in the booth, Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. My name is Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But we can't stay here. Don't forget Bye. your papers. I have okay. I'll clean up your Cheeto. Is there any left? I'm hungry. There's not. Oh.